very good morning to you. Can I give you all a warm welcome to Brighton Road this morning? Thank you for joining us. If you're a visitor here, you're especially welcome. Do feel free to come through and join us for coffee in the main hall after the service. If you're watching online, you're probably drinking coffee as you watch. Enjoy your coffee and the service. But we gather together here in God's presence this morning. Our call to worship is taken from Psalm 95. Sing joyful songs to the Lord. Praise the mighty rock where we are safe. Come to worship him with thankful hearts and songs of praise. The Lord is the greatest God, king over all other gods. He holds the deepest part of the, part of the earth in his hands and the mountain peaks belong to him. The ocean is the Lord because he made it. And with his own hands he formed the dry land. Bow down and worship our Lord the Creator. The Lord is our God, and we are his people, the sheep he takes care of in his own pasture. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Let's stand and sing this together, if you're able to. Every knee will bow. Today, we bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. My Jesus, my Saviour. Lord, there is none like you.
Amen. Can I invite you to be seated? Let's pray together. Lord our God, the heavens declare your majesty, your power, your might. Nothing compares to you. You possess a, a beauty, a majesty, a holiness that is unmatched in time and eternity. And thank you that you invite us this morning to gather in your presence to worship you, the living God. Open our lips that we may offer fitting praise to you. Enhance our senses that we might see you with greater clarity and understanding. Increase our faith that we might believe in you and trust in you more. Thank you for the truth that we love you because you loved us first. Thank you, Jesus, for opening the way for a closer relationship between us and the living God. Thank you that we can come without being afraid or anxious into your presence because you make us welcome. Jesus, thank you for dying for us on the cross. Thank you for the wonder of your love. We'd be lost without you. So fill us with assurance. Fill us with faith. Fill us with confidence. Fill us with hope. Release us from our fears and our doubts, from our anger, from our sins. Set us free to worship you and know that we are your beloved people. And would you empower us today by the Holy Spirit with a fresh anointing. Give us a renewed zeal for you, Lord, and for your holy name. And Holy Spirit, as you brooded over the waters of creation, would you brood over us, your people, bringing your order, your peace, into our chaotic and disordered lives. Bring us new life. Bring us your love. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit, from before the dawn of time. Let's stand to sing together.
we sit down. What's filling your heart this morning? Over the course of days, weeks, rubbish can easily accumulate there. Stuff we've said and done, stuff we've said and done, stuff that's been said and done to us, stuff we thought. Uh, yeah, our hearts get filled with all kinds of junk. It's in God's heart to cleanse our hearts today, to sift out the rubbish and to give us a good clean. The, um, the blood of Jesus is like spiritual detergent. really makes us clean on the inside. God empties out the rubbish, cleanses us, makes us new. And then the Holy Spirit fills us with his goodness, with his purity, with his love. On your tables, there are cups, glasses in some cases, tissues, and a jug of water. If you're upstairs, I invite you to watch. Same online. Can I invite you to take a cup and just imagine that it's your heart, your life, your soul, and don't fill it with water yet, but just wipe it round with a tissue and just invite God as you wipe the, the cup or the glass round with a tissue, just to invite him to cleanse you on the inside, to get rid of all the, the rubbish that's there that you don't want, that you're ashamed of, that you just want to be set free from. Wipe it round. And when you've wiped it round, and the cups are all clean, genuinely, by the way, when you've wiped it round and made it clean, just, just fill it with as much water as you would like to drink from the jug and take a, a drink of water. Let this symbolise for you God cleansing you, God filling you, God refreshing you, God renewing you with his love and with his Holy Spirit. It's what God does. He clears out the rubbish, he fills us with goodness, he renews our hearts. Let God do that for you this morning as you clean, as you fill, and as you drink, we drink to God who makes us new. Here is love, vast as the ocean, loving kindness like a flood, more than just a jug or a glassful. God's love is like the ocean, it's limitless. Let's invite that love to fill us this morning as we stand and sing together. Here is love, vast as the ocean.
We started our service with words from Psalm 95. We're going to have a responsive reading based around Psalm 96. If I could invite you to join in together in saying the words in yellow, please. Sing a new song to the Lord. Everyone on this earth, sing praises to the Lord. Sing and praise his name. Day after day, announce the Lord has saved us. Tell every nation on earth. The Lord is wonderful and does marvellous things. The Lord is great and deserves our greatest praise. He is the only God worthy of our worship. Other nations worship idols, but the Lord created the heavens. Give honour and praise to the Lord, whose power and beauty Fill his holy nation, holy temple. Tell everyone of every nation, praise the glorious power of the Lord. He's wonderful. Praise him and bring an offering into his temple. Everyone on earth now tremble and worship the Lord, majestic and holy. Announce to the nations, the Lord is king. The world stands firm, never to be shaken. He will judge its people with fairness. Tell the heavens and the earth to be glad and celebrate. Command the ocean to roar with all its creatures and the fields to rejoice with all their crops. Then every tree in the forest will sing joyful songs to the Lord. He's coming to judge all people on earth with fairness and truth. You look at our world today, and I don't know whether you struggle in some sense to say those words of praise, but the psalm isn't about escapism or denying the, the terrible realities we see in the news or indeed that we may experience in our own lives. There is a note of defiance about this psalm, declaring that despite everything, we declare that Jesus is Lord. Above and beyond the chaos of the world, God remains sovereign. And we look forward to the day when Jesus will come in power and glory and judge the earth with justice and restore this broken creation to wholeness. So we're going to pray, and I'd invite you just to, um, I'm going to invite you to stand for prayer, I think. And it's a kind of bit of an action prayer. Can I invite you just to, to raise your hands, first of all, because we're focusing firstly on God. And Father, we lift to you our hands as we bring to you our prayers. Because we know that you hear us, we know that you listen to us, and we pray that you enable us to, to speak words in our hearts and minds and lips that are in accordance with your will. In all the challenges of life, you are the hope of the world. So hear us, we pray. Amen. As you face the front of church, that direction is Gaza, roughly southeast. So just raise your hands towards the front of church and we pray for Gaza and for Israel. Lord, we thank you for the release of two hostages. Pray that others would be released as well. 
we pray for those angry and bereaved in Israel and in Gaza, praying for healing for them. We thank you that aid has reached southern Gaza and pray that more would follow. We pray for the conflict that seems inevitable and ask that you would make it short, that you would protect civilians, that you'd enable combatants to to wage war in a way that, that minimizes the atrocities and horrors that can so easily take place. We pray for restraint, that this would not spread to Lebanon, to the West Bank, to Iran. Contain the forces of violence, we pray. Bring peace, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. With your hands, can I invite you to form a heart shape? You know, it's done. But we pray for those whose hearts are broken. Whose hearts are broken with grief and despair and pain and tragedy. For those who feel completely alone and desolate and helpless. By your Holy Spirit, make yourself known to them. As the God of love, the God of salvation, the God of hope. There is no place where you are absent. Come alongside those who grieve and mourn. And comfort them, we pray, because you promised that you will do that. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Single someone out in church. Who you might not know them, you might know them. You might want to put a hand on their shoulder if you know them well enough. Or maybe just, just, just look at them and just pray for them. We're going to pray for somebody else in church this morning. So take your pick. And Lord, we, we don't always know what burdens we are carrying, each of us. But you do. And you love the child of God for whom we are praying intimately. And we lift them up to you in prayer. Touch them where their need is greatest. If they're downcast, would you encourage them? Would you carry them if they're weak? Would you lead them if they've lost their way? Carry their burden for them as we lift their burden to you in prayer, whatever it is. And if you're really brave, can I invite you just to join hands together or or, uh, just to express our fellowship together in some way, shape or form. Yeah, okay, here we go. And we're going to pray for ourselves as a church. Lord, thank you for each other, for the way in which within your family we find love and care and faith. Forgive us where we've not lived as we should when we've damaged people and hurt them, either deliberately, carelessly, or accidentally, as we face challenges, an uncertain future, and life together, we pray that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on you and walk together in your love. Help us to discover what it means to be your church in a changing world, to accept, love, encourage, and forgive each other, as you accept, love, and encourage 
Each one of us, we pray. Amen. And lastly, just place your own right hand over your own heart. And Lord, I pray for myself. You know me better than I know myself. Help me to be totally open with you, honest in the depths of my being. Help me to know you better, to love you more, to live for you more effectively. Jesus, day by day, be a living reality in my heart. And may I be filled with the love and power that come from your Holy Spirit. For I ask it in your name and for your glory, Lord Jesus. Amen. And we stay standing to sing Holy Spirit, living breath of God. Amen. We continue to work our way through Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. And this morning we're just looking at a couple of verses, 1 Thessalonians 3, verses 12 to 13. And it's a prayer, Paul's prayer for the church. Here, his prayer for the Thessalonians, and recognize this is on God's heart for us as well. May the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love for one another, and for all, just as we do for you, so that your hearts are strengthened in holiness to be blameless before our God and Father at the coming 
of the Lord Jesus with all his saints. Amen. On the tables are some balloons. I've even got some for the music group here. Can I like to take a balloon? Hold it in your fist. There are balloons available upstairs. If you would like a balloon, please ask William. He will give you one. But I'm not sure there's quite enough for everybody. But you can, you can, you can watch. You can hold this balloon and obscure it completely in your fist. You can't see that it's there. By virtue of clenching your fist in a gesture that represents perhaps tension or sometimes anger or even violence, you can conceal this balloon completely. But balloons were made to be blown up. This will be a test of your lungs. Can I invite you, if you're able, to blow up your balloons and, if, and, and to tie them so they're blown up? And uh, if you're not, you might want to be generous and blow somebody else's balloon up. So. Anybody needing help with their balloon? Anybody like a balloon blown up for them? Stick your hand up if you like a balloon blown up. Michael, you struggling? Sorry? Yours leaks? Ryan. Right, okay. Before you all do what Terry did and let your balloon go, can I just say I promised Nigel that we wouldn't do that this morning? So do please tie your balloons up and don't let them fly everywhere. Okay. Any others? Spare balloon going? Okay, great, thank you. You will notice now that you cannot, and please don't try, you cannot clench your fist around this balloon anymore. You hold them in your hand, and they're quite light. They move around very easily. Just as a balloon is designed to be filled with air and to be light, our hearts are designed to be filled with the love of God. And as a balloon is transformed by being blown up, our hearts are transformed by being filled with God's love. And take the, the, the blown up balloon as an image of the difference it makes when your heart increases with the love of God. Makes your heart light rather than heavy. And just as you can't clutch a balloon in your fist anymore, God's love releases us from that tension, that anger, that violence, and instead we have to hold the balloon in an open hand in a gesture of generosity. It's hard to, con to control as well. There is a degree of spontaneity to love. Blow the balloon gently without flying them around the room. Hearts of love are easily led by the Spirit of God. On your tables, in boxes, there are felt tip pens. Can I invite you to draw a heart shape on your balloon, please, using one of the pens on the tables? And once you've done that, can I invite you to bat your balloon across the room to somebody else, so that in the end we all end up with somebody else's balloon. Is that, is that doable?
if we can keep the balloons in the balcony, keep them low, please. Nigel's why we'll set the fire alarm off, we'll set them up too high, so just, uh, just be aware of that. Okay, you should now, I've got two. Anyone, anyone not got a balloon? Yeah. You now have somebody else's balloon with their heart on it. Love is made to be shared. And when we, when we share love, we treasure each other's hearts. So you have somebody else's heart in your hand. Take care of it. We are called to take care of each other, of each other's love, of each other's vulnerabilities, Hold somebody else's balloon carefully because you hold their love in your hands. The other thing about blowing balloons up, of course, is that when you blow them up, they become fragile. Thank you for not bursting any balloons so far. That is really, really good. I'm not inviting you to start doing that. Love means treating one another gently, recognising that we are fragile and we can't take advantage of each other or hurt each other, or we shouldn't. But then the metaphor runs out of steam because Paul says that as our love for each other abounds and increases, our hearts get stronger. And that's where our hearts are different from a balloon. A balloon, the more air it has in it, the more vulnerable and fragile it is. But our hearts, the more love we have in our hearts, the more robust and strong our hearts are. The more love we are able to give to others. The more emotionally robust we are, the more power we have to forgive those who wrong us. Loving makes the heart grow stronger. Let God strengthen your heart with his love. On the tables as well, there are some pictures of free hearts. I love this picture. For me, it symbolises the love of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because if you look at the picture carefully, you'll see that the three hearts are actually made up of one line. One continuous line drawn to make the shape of three hearts that that overlap with each other in a way that reflects the, the kind of dance of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit around each other, the interlocking, the interweaving of their life and love together. I think it's a fantastic picture of the Trinity. If you're into pictures, can I invite you just to perhaps to colour it in, if colouring is your thing. And there's a kind of colour code at the bottom there, because three hearts, if you do it in primary colours where they overlap, uh, you get different colours. And you might want to do that, but I I acknowledge that not all the box pens have the primary colours in. So it might not be possible to do that. But if colouring is your thing and you want to express something of who God is feel free to trace the picture or to colour it or whatever. If words are your thing, then on the screen and on tables are six sentences taken from 1 John chapter 3. I'm just going to invite you to look at those, talk about them on your table. Which one of these connects with you? Which one of these, perhaps you want to take it home with you, I don't know. But which one of these strikes you? Oh, my word, yes, that, that's really powerful. That's really important. I want to hang on to that. So that the six phrases are, we know what love is because Jesus gave his life for us. That's why we must give our lives for each other. 
Number two, if we have all we need and see one of our own people in need, we must have pity on that person or else we cannot say we love God. Number three, children, you show love for others by truly helping them and not merely by talking about it. Number four, when we love others, we know we belong to the truth and we feel at ease in the presence of God. Number five, God wants us to have faith in his son, Jesus Christ, and to love each other. That's also what Jesus taught us to do. And the last one, if we obey God's commandments, we will stay one in our hearts with him and he will stay one with us. The spirit he's given us is proof that we are one with him. For five minutes round your tables, can I invite you to discuss, share, ponder, think about, talk about these ones. Which one matters to you? Which one is most important to you? Talk about why if you're willing to. And, you know, share them out between you. It's going to take them around five minutes just to talk about these ones together with each other. Okay, can I ask, is anyone so blown away by their verse they'd like to come and say, I chose this verse because? Anyone like to do that? There's no obligation, but an opportunity to think, oh my word, this is such a special verse, I'd like to say why. Anyone like to say why they chose a particular verse that resonates with you? Just an opportunity if you'd like to, to come and say, this verse is amazing because. Marion, come on in. Yeah, yeah go for it. Okay. Lovely. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. Fantastic. Uh, Andrew, yes. Can we give, can we give Andrew a microphone? It's all right. Go for it. Thank you. I think number three is very relevant at this time. Keith is just introducing the Samaritan's person. The the presents we send abroad and I think now is the time to do it and show our love for the children living in these devastated countries. Thank you. Fantastic. Anybody else? Loving your enemies? enemies. Yep. Tough call that one. Yep. Anybody else? Okay, the, the Bible says that we should greet each other with a holy kiss which always sounds a bit bizarre to me. Some of you might feel comfortable enough to do that, but can I just invite you to greet each other? Might be a kiss, might be a fist bump, might be an elbow thing, might be a handshake, might be a hug if you're really brave, but just to express something that, yeah, we belong together. Might just be a hand on the shoulder, but just, you know, recognizing that we are greeting each other and affirming each other and welcoming each other and just a gesture to show that we are sharing love with each other, whatever works for you and for the other person, okay? It's a mutual thing, okay? So... Just for a minute or two to greet each other in that kind of way.
Okay, okay, let's not get too demonstrative. Can I invite you to return to your seats, please? Thank you. And can we have the next slide on the screen, please? Thank you. This is an adaptation of Paul's prayer, making it a prayer for ourselves. If you'd like to, can I invite you to join with me in saying the words of this prayer as a prayer for ourselves. Lord, may we increase and abound in love for one another and for all people, so that our hearts might be strengthened in holiness to be blameless before you, our God and Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus, with all his saints. Amen. Let's stand and sing a great hymn, which somehow never made it into Baptist praise and worship, but is still worth singing. Lift up your hearts, we lift them, Lord, to thee. Lift up your
invite you to take your balloons home with you and let them remind you of whatever it is that you've taken home from this service, together with whatever verse it was that spoke to you. We're going to say the words of the grace in a moment. After that, there's a, a prayer. This is my prayer for you. It features an orchestral piece which Francis played in, and you might want to sit and listen to that quietly. Uh, but the service is over after we said the grace, so feel free to sit and listen or to, to go and have coffee next door. But just reflect on the way in which Paul's prayer affects God's heart for us and for you. So let's say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore.